after uh, having our doors closed for so long. Um, I'm your host, Jade. I think this is episode uh, 11 or 12 or 13. We're somewhere in there. Um, this is brought to you by the Geek Out Show. It's been so long, I kind of forgot how to do this. Tonight, I am uh, joined by a very special guest. You may or may not have heard of him. Kind of uh, new around these parts. But uh, it's my good buddy and soon to be your good buddy, Heath, from here in Texas. Heath, how you doing, man? Man, doing great. It's a beautiful day. Sweet. So um, for those of you that don't know, Heath is uh, just kind of around the, the Geek Out Show community. And, you know, we, we've had a lot of good conversations back and forth. And I asked him to be on the show. And and uh, I think we've, we've got some good things working. This may be a, a regular thing moving forward if Heath will have it. Hey, let's try it out. Let's see how it goes. I'm always interested. Sweet. So, um, you know, on the Geek Out Show, we do this thing called the Geeky Background Check for anybody who's new. Um, but here's the cantina. We do things just a little bit differently. So, um, Heath, why don't you just tell the listeners about your Star Wars story, man? Okay, so, um, I mean, I want to say it was the second grade. We uh, actually moved from East Texas down to the Houston area, and... Just being a shy kid, like, I mean, you know, making new friends was, like, really hard. But I come out of the cafeteria, got my tray, and I see a group of guys, and they're, like, waving me over. And I'm like, okay, this is going to go well. I go, I sit down, and I'm like, all right. And these guys talk Star Wars the entire lunch, uh, lunch period. I know nothing about Star Wars. So a day later, my parents, uh, we'd go to a Walmart run, and I'm walking around. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and walk over to the movie section. I find the classic, unedited three-pack of VHSs. And my, my parents find me. I'm like, hey, can I get this? My dad looks at me and goes, you're going to be doing a lot of chores, but okay. So they kept it on the shelf and I made sure <laughs> I got all my chores done for the week and did a little extra things here. And then that Friday night, I stayed up watching A New Hope completely blown away could not get in empire strikes back fast enough was completely blown away i think i was up until about two o'clock in the morning and it was the first time i'd ever done anything like that at that age just being up all night watching the original trilogy and i mean it's just been a consistent through my life ever since i mean just love star wars that that's awesome man so are you a Prequel, or I'm sorry, an original trilogy fan, prequel trilogy, like what's, you know, obviously the original trilogy is what you watched first, but like, do you love it all? Do you love some of it? You know, the thing about Star Wars that I find interesting the most is that there's a little bit for everybody and you don't have to love everything. You, it's okay to not like some of these things. And I think that's, that's something people forget. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, I, prequels, sequels, original, I love it all. I, I really like Clone Wars. Um, I'm getting ready to start up watching Rebels. I've seen a few episodes, but, you know, nothing crazy. The thing about Rebels that throws me off is, you know, being born in the late 80s, growing up through the 90s and the 2000s, it's really hard for me not to think Freddie Prince Jr.'s voice and think like that teen heartthrob and be like, oh, this guy. But to find out that he's like a hardcore Star Wars fan is also Absolutely. kind of like, oh, wow. So, like, that's just kind of the thing that holds me off on Rebels, but um, I'm going to get into it. Yeah, and, and you know, I, that's one of my big things is I've ne- I've watched lots of Rebels and lots of the animated stuff, but I've never 
watch from start to finish. And, and the more they're pulling that stuff into canon, I'm sorry, it is canon, but the more they're pulling that stuff into the live action, it, it makes me more and more interested, obviously. So, uh, man, maybe, maybe I'll, I'll take that journey with you, man. We'll do that together, hand in hand. <laughs> that sounds fun. Yeah, cool, like man. Said, so, I, go ahead. Oh, sorry. No, you keep on. Um, so one other thing I, I want to ask is, who's your favorite Star Wars character? I mean, it goes back to the original. It goes back to the, the farm boy. It's Luke Skywalker. I mean, it's hard not wrong, to be a Luke fan, man. It, it really is. And I mean, um, The Last Jedi was a little soul crushing. I'm hoping we're going to get some stuff that fills in and gives us a little bit more of his trek and, and see what happens. And I mean, but it's Luke. It, it always has been. Yeah, and I'm there with you. Like, I think Ryan Johnson captures a lot of what Luke Skywalker is, right? Like, he is the one to just kind of – it's hard to say because a lot of people have this idea built up around him. Like, he's the ultimate hero, like, can't be beat, right, after the <laughs> original trilogy. But, like, it, it's got to take a lot out of him, and I think Ryan Johnson does it wonderfully. But I'm there with you, man. I hope we get to see more of the in-between because uh, mm-hmm. who, do, who doesn't love more Luke Skywalker? Well, we definitely got some in Mando, which was absolutely fantastic. I cannot tell you how many times I've sat down and watched that four minutes. Um, I mean, it's like it was one of those things as we were me and my wife, and my son were watching the season finale or this. Yeah, the season finale and the X-Wing shows up. And I'm like, they're not doing this. And you see the the cloak, and I'm like, they're doing this. And you see the lightsaber at night, and they're like, no. And then you just, I mean, it was just fantastic. I mean, I've rewatched that so many times. Yeah, and, it's, and it's, it's awesome. done absolutely wonderfully, man. And that's my favorite part, obviously, of the Star Wars uh, corner of the universe, man, is the newest stuff, man. I'm a, I'm a real big fan of Mandalorian. I like High Republic. I, I like mm-hmm. the direction it's going, so... Um, let's just get more, 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 more. So guys, we're going to, we're going to take a new approach to the cantina. Uh, yes, this is still a hive of scum and villainy. So there's going to be tons of that going on. Um, but I wanted to make this show a lot less review based. Um, you know, the first seven, you know, all of my episodes have been either reviews of the Mandalorian or the books or the comics or so on and so forth. Um, we wanted to kind of take this into a different direction where it's like, we're going to talk more about the news and the things we like about um, Star Wars and what's going on currently. Uh, with, we'll sprinkle in the occasional reviews and stuff because, Heath, I think you're like me, man. You're kind of like spoon shovel feed it to me. Give it all to me, right? Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> so um, let, let's just kind of start off with it, man. Uh, so we're all super into The Mandalorian. You know, it's probably the best piece of Star Wars since the original trilogy. I, I think we're probably all – Pretty close to an agreement there. Oh, yeah. I mean, Din definitely is the second favorite character of all time. Now, one thing that's super weird, uh, obviously, there's a lot, it's been a long time since Cantina's been on, so we're not going to talk about all the news, but things have changed in the Mandalorian universe. Uh, specifically, Gina Carano is not going to be around anymore. For better, for worse, whatever it is, that's what's happening. It's just a fact of the matter. Uh, one thing I thought was super weird, and you may have seen this, Heath, is that the the books associated with the Mandalorian have been canceled, specifically the novelization, which is supposed to be take place before the events of of the show, um, and the visual dictionary. Now I'm a big 
book guy. I love the visual dictionaries. Uh, I love the cross-reference books, the the vehicle books, the character books. Like that stuff is the most important to me in Star Wars. Mm-hmm. I don't know why DK Books and and I think it's Penguin. Uh, or, I'm pretty sure you're right. It's yeah, I think it's Penguin. Yeah, canceling the other book. You have any ideas about that? You got any thoughts, theories? Oh man, it's uh, it's definitely the Disney staff on Gina Carano, in my opinion. I'm sure there were tons of pages in that visual guide that were going to be dedicated to her, the art of the the costume, her weapons, and I'm sure it's just like, hey, we're done. You're not getting any more money from us. And I'm sure that once we get a couple more seasons and they have more to replace in that for that character, but that's my assumption. Yeah, you know, I kind of, that was my train of thought first, but then I'm starting to think like, why wouldn't they just take that chapter of those pages out of the book? Now with the novelization, I could see what, you know, we know nothing about the novelization. It could be very heavy Gina Carano, or I'm sorry, Cara Dune in it. Um, and it could not. Um, it could be as easy as they love the story and that's what they want to adapt into another season of The Mandalorian. Who's to say that season three is a time jump backwards, right? So oh, yeah. um, that's kind of what I'm thinking is with the novelization. But the visual dictionary, the ones that really irks me, because I'm thinking, like, why couldn't they just pull those pages Um it, it's a tricky territory, and it's uh, I'm, I don't know if I'm necessarily a fan of it, um, of them just canceling the whole thing because of that. But then again, we don't know that's that's really the reason or not. Exactly, and I mean the release date for that is so soon. I think it was originally supposed to be what July twenty first. Very soon, yeah. Yeah, so I mean it's kind of weird. Like it almost feels like it should be in production already and get ready to ship. I'm not sure where they print at, but. I mean, it just, it's so, yeah. And, I mean, the the novel is kind of weird because, I mean, if it's a prequel, I mean, you wouldn't even think that Carl would be a part of it. So, yeah, I think you're right, probably yeah. right into it being, you know, kind of weaved into the show. But also kind of go back to thinking, like, well, I mean, we've come to love Dan as a character as he has actually progressed through becoming a surrogate father to Grogu. So are people really going to be excited to go back and kind of see the tough, grizzled bounty hunter prior to that? Probably not. I mean, as much as a cold, calculated bounty hunter action I'd love to see, um, that that's not where we're at with Din. That's not where we left with Din. So you, you may be right there. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, it could just be them not wanting to write themselves in a corner. You know, they might change something about his history. Uh, in the show. Absolutely. So, and, hard to say. I hate to see anything Star Wars get canceled, but I really hate to see anything Star Wars and The Mandalorian get canceled. Exactly. And it could just be one of those things where they are so focused with, with the books and the comics right now, just really pushing the High Republic since we are just being introduced to this and so many new characters that they don't want to compete with what they've already got. This could not be a cancellation, but as opposed to just a pushback that they're not properly communicating. Yeah, they, they could totally just be going all in the High Republic, which, uh, you know, I'm definitely a fan of what's going on with the High Republic. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know you are, too. We've talked uh, sidebar quite a bit about it. Oh, absolutely. Um, I, so I love the book. I can't wait for the next one. And, and I mean, just waiting for the next issues of the comics. I've got them pre-ordered. I'm like, I'm ready to go. 
Yeah, yeah, I've been picking up everything as it comes out. I mean, even the kids' books and the and the, the you know they have the young readers. Like I have, I have been reading everything. I've kind of taken a break. Um, you know, I got about a quarter of the way into into the dark, and I kind of set it down because I'm like, all right, if I just burn through all this, I don't think the next books come out till the summer, right? June, July, somewhere in that area. Yeah, so, sometime in that way. Yeah, so I'm just like, man, I don't want to just be done with the High Republic reading the monthly issues of the comic. You know, I like to keep it fresh from book to book. So, uh, Absolutely, and that's actually, I'd forgotten about the uh, the second one, just mainly because it is a, you know, a younger read. I had actually completely forgot about that one, so I am a book behind. As much as it's a younger reader, it definitely uh, talks about some adult themes, typically adult themes that aren't spoken about in Star Wars. Oh, okay. Drug use, sex, drinking, all the cool stuff we like here at the Cantina. So, um, you were talking about the High Republic comics. Uh, do you read a lot of the comics, Heath? You just kind of getting into that? So, I've got a couple of tradebacks of, uh, some of the Bader stories from years past, but, um, the first time I've been in my comic store in quite a while I was trying to get the first episode, or not first episode, but the first issue of the High Republic. And the guy was like, Hey man, you're like two hours late. I sold out. I'm like, you've been open for two hours. He's like, exactly. Oh no. Uh, so there's a lot of fans. So I've actually gone digital on those. Um, okay. So it's it's actually the first time I've read any type of comics on my phone. But I actually like how um, what I'm using kind of just goes cell to cell because you don't get that like, wait, what's over here in this corner? Like, let me read over there. It's like it's. Better at kind of like just visually locking you in, and you're not anticipating. Yeah, I, and I've gone on the record, you know, I, I close, but anything Marvel, I do read on the Marvel app on my iPad, and I'm right there with you, dude. I love the way it goes panel to panel, and uh, you, you actually get to pay more attention to the detail and the art and the story, in my opinion. Um, that's mm-hmm. my favorite way to read it. So I'm glad you're liking that. Um, as far as some of the newer stuff, is that the only thing you're reading at the moment is the High Republic? I'm definitely going to be uh, getting into the Boba Fett uh, War Bounty Hunters. Um, like that's, that's such an interesting time frame, and you know that – I mean, Boba's just going to have so much going on there. And I'm going to be 100% honest with you. I was not a Boba Fett fan until this season of The Mandalorian. I always thought he was kind of overhyped. I'm like, you didn't capture Han. You got the credit. After they tested out the carbonite, you got knocked into a, a starlight pit for because you weren't paying attention. So <laughs> I'm kind of like up until you know he's got kind of a season. Yeah, absolutely. It's like you fell into everything, literally one thing, and then all of a sudden, like, oh wow, this is this guy knows what he's doing. And I know in the comic books he's definitely toe to toe with Vader, and I mean we know what his father was capable of, but it felt like he kind of was just overhyped to me. And then in one episode of the Mandalorian completely turned around. So yeah. I'm actually excited for it. You know, I, I have always been a Boba Fett fan, but not to the point where like he was my favorite character or anything like that. Um, but I really like what they're doing with him now. The fact that Timon Morrison's still around, mm, chest kiss. So I'm glad you said War of the Bounty Hunters. Uh, you know, that's what's been, re- you know, some reveals have been going on lately surrounding that. So it's going to span all the books right now. So you're looking at um, the Bounty Hunters title, the Vader title, the Star Wars main run, and Dr. Aphra. 
Now it's going to be bookended by two books. That's going to be called War of the Bounty Hunters, um, Alpha, and I believe Omega. And actually, I think a five issue miniseries after that. So uh, essentially, everything going on right now in the main runs is taking place in between Empire and Jedi, which is a super fascinating part of Star Wars to me. Probably you as well. Like you said, he's kind of hauling Boba. I'm sorry, Han Solo around, and everyone's after him in the books right now. Um, actually, I just read the latest issue of Bounty Hunters, Dengar and Valance, uh, Blair Valance, who's like a cyborg bounty hunter. I don't know if you're familiar with him. He, uh, they're going to be basically going after Boba and Han Solo. Like, that's kind of where this last issue ended. So, I'm super stoked for that. Um, and a couple of reveals we got come from Dr. Afra issue 11, I believe. From the cover, um, we see a character we hadn't seen in a long time, and that's Dirge. Do you know anything about that character? Okay, so uh, if I remember correctly, um, Cyborg, awesome bounty hunter, really good with more melee weapons, but just a, a giant like metal structure, almost Grievous-like, if I remember uh, correctly. Essentially, yeah. So like his his um, species is like a gelatinous, boneless kind of species, all muscle and tissue, but they stuff them inside these big cybernetic suits, essentially. So, um, you know, he was a big part of Legends, a lot of the comics, the Gennady Tartavosky cartoon, Clone Wars cartoon, which we'll actually talk about that a little more. Um, And one of his big things is, yeah, he was a bounty hunter, and he joined the the, um, Confederacy because... He hated Jango Fett so much. He thought, "How many? You know, how can I kill Jango Fett over and over and over and over again? It's by killing clones." So I, I always like that aspect of his character, and I'm glad that they're inter- reintroducing him into canon during this War of the Bounty Hunters. And I think we might get a Boba Fett, you know, reveal during this time period where where Dirk sees him as Tamora Morrison's Jango. Oh, absolutely. So super stoked for that. Um, that should be coming out, I believe, in May, something like that. Okay. Um, talking, let's let's kind of stick with comics and transition into collectibles a little bit. Did you see the drops for the uh, the upcoming? What do they, what do they call them those for? Legends, I guess. Legends figures. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to say it was like, if not comic book related, I mean, they're definitely going with that art style, but it felt like it was like comic. Legends is what I thought they called it, but yes, yeah, so you're getting like Luke. You're getting a Luke Skywalker from Heir to the Empire. You're getting well, we'll we'll talk about that one last. You're getting Jackson, you know the rabbit that you've seen in a lot of the Star Wars comics, dating back to the original Star Wars run, and oh, um, you're also getting what's the fourth one there? What am I missing? Oh, Maul. Yeah, you're getting Maul, Maul from the Dark yeah. Horse series, which is, dude, that Amazing fantastic, yeah. Are you in on these? I have already pre-ordered Maul, and, um, you know, there's something... Okay, like I said, Luke Skywalker, my favorite character. I just saw that, and I was kind of like, I was hoping it was going to be the more Dark Empire Vader-inspired suit. I get exactly where they're getting that reference, but I'm like, I'm not sure if it just scratches that itch for me. And then Jax, I'm probably going to pick up Jax. Um, yeah, I'm not going to lie, but Maul, first day pre-order, it's in, waiting. 
Yeah, I pre-ordered that whole wave, man. It looks fantastic. It's got a little bit of a markup, but um, you know, I think your their fan channel exclusives, kind of specialty figures, so they're warranted. I actually picked up a couple, like a couple of uh, malls. One character I didn't, um, one character I didn't mention is because I wanted to talk about that separately was quote unquote <laughs> Carson Jacks. This isn't Carson Jacks. This is Kirk Kano's. They're both from the same legend stories. Um, they were kind of like competing, uh, royal emperor, or emperor's royal guards. And Carson Jacks has a, a way different suit. So yep. these all went up and it, it wasn't until collectors pointed it out, like, this is not Carson Jacks. This is Kurt Kanos. Um, I saw that Hasbro actually clarified that a little bit. They said it was just an oversight by them. Um, and that the packaging is still going to reflect that, but this character is actually Kirk Kanos, back and forth, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> what do you think about that, man? Do you think that's just the team not knowing what they're talking about, or do you think that was just an honest mistake? Um, You know, it's – hey, I make mistakes all the time. Um, it's not the first time that Hasbro has made a mistake. Things happen. I do feel like if you go back to – I believe it was last December when we got the Luke Skywalker word with that XW yeah, in there. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like that, but worse since, you know, it's just one look. At like, hey, let me just hit Google on this one or let me pull up a comic book or anything. And you'd see, like, we need a lot more black in this costume. Yeah, but, it's definitely not Carson Jacks. Yeah. I mean, things happen. It's not like they're, you know – that Star Wars is their only thing. You would feel like the Star Wars team would be really focused on getting that one correct. But, you know, that that figure itself, when you just look at it as a complete reuse, where they're really pulling from and what they're focused on was definitely Jax and Maul. That's where we're getting brand new stuff with the head sculpt from Jax and then a whole new detailing on that body from Maul. So it feels like even the Black Series team was kind of like, yeah, yeah, that's the one that's in here. You know, th- there's definitely some love put into the packaging. It just seems like the person didn't know which character they were actually going to put in the box. They were just doing the artwork for it. And if you're taking it at face value, I mean, they it's hard to say, right? Like, even unless you've read those storylines, it, it's hard to say which one's which. Mm-hmm. You know, if you just do a quick Google search, you're probably only going to you're probably going to get pictures of both of them more often than not. And like you said, it is a lot of reuse and stuff, and that's obviously where they want to go so you could pay for the new stuff like Jackson and, and, uh, fuck, I already forgot the other one. <laughs> These ranch <laughs> waters, man. Mall. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, they're great. So, um, I thought it was cool that they even mentioned it to me. I open everything. I don't really care. I, that just, to me, it means eventually we're going to get a Carson Jacks. He is the, the more beloved of the two, if I'm not mistaken. Absolutely. And I mean, really, um, I'm not sure if you've seen this, but there's been um, some leaked images or possible concepts of uh, soon new Black Series box art. Hasbro is definitely trying to get away from having so much plastic in there. And there's actually like going to be just, I mean, a small little bit similar to what we've already seen on like some of the Transformer stuff, but just reducing that down. So if you're an inbox collector, you're about to not even see your action figures. It's yeah. just you're going to be buying a twenty dollar box. Exactly, so, and I I am a little worried about that, you know, for figure swapping or just messy paint apps, uh, et cetera, et cetera. 
been good to me, so I, I can't complain. If you do get any issues like that, I'm sure they'll be uh, fixed. And, I mean, it wasn't too long ago that I picked up the uh, Dagobah Luke and uh, Yoda 2-pack, opened it up, my Luke's got two left arms on it, or two I left shoulders that. on it. Yeah. So, yeah, I shot them a quick email, sent them a picture. They're like, we're so sorry. And they sent me out. Um, it was actually a vintage collection three-pack of Luke in the uh, the fighter suit, uh, Jabba's Palace, and uh, I believe the vintage um, – Dagobah. Oh, suit. nice. So I didn't get the exact figure, but I also, I have the 40-year Empire Track back, you know, best in Luke, so I'm, I'm completely fine with it. I'm like, yeah, I've got plenty of Luke's. I can't get too mad at this. Oh, yeah, man. I, I need another Luke. Like, I need a hole in the head, and I'm, I'm planning <laughs> on picking up every single one because I have so far. But, uh, no, that was cool yeah. of them to send you that because that's a pretty sought-after little vintage collection set as well. The... Um, <laughs> I forget what it's called, actually, but uh, yeah, yeah. I, it's a, it's actually in my closet. I uh, I have it set aside. I really like it. It's just sometimes like just trying to fit things into the display because it's one of those things that's not really like fits into my collection. So it is sent to the side, and I plan on putting some shelves up in my office. But right now, everything's up on uh, a nice little bookshelf that I have. So yeah, I've got I've got space for things. And, just well, the fact, comes the fact time. yeah, the fact that they even tried to make good on it. I've had several incidences there too, where I've gotten, you know, I've ordered a whole wave, and then they sent me um, the Return of the Jedi Hans. They sent me like four of them when I ordered <laughs> everybody from that wave. So I just hit them up, and they're like, "Oh, I'm sorry, uh, you can keep those. We'll send the rest back." And then they just sent me the rest. Oh, that's awesome. So uh, good on Hasbro for that. Now, one thing I will not applaud Hasbro for is uh, some rules regarding their Fan Fest. So Fan Fest is going to be coming up April 9th, I believe. This is kind of like their online. um, It's going to be a little different than Hasbro PulseCon, I would think. Um, But it's going to be the same as well, if that makes any sense. Essentially, they're going to have panels and guests and releases. Now, I'm not a Pulse Premium member anymore because I let my free membership lapse. I had it for like two and a half years. It was wonderful. It was great. But I don't want to buy it until I know that there's something I want because that's when that year starts, right? So I'm not going to just buy it for some rando figure that I could probably just get anywhere. Um, Absolutely. I'll probably purchase it for this. Um, so, you know, you're going to get all of your Hasbro, uh, properties in that, including Star Wars. Now, something that is related to the Pulse Premium membership, you're supposed to be able to have early access to, uh, any release, not any releases, but these specialty releases, uh, specifically like Comic-Con, Hasbro, PulseCon, and now FanFest. Now, mm-hmm. in the fine print, it says specifically, Star Wars items are not included in premium Pulse membership early access. And why? I mean, I mean, that's where I'm at. Yeah, it's like it's part of your big three. Like, why is this one out of everything else being excluded? I mean, it just makes no sense. Unless I mean, yeah, it's it's frustrating because that's what I would mainly be there for, obviously, is the Star Wars exclusives. I will probably look at the Marvel and the Joes and the, uh, you know, other things, Power Rangers. But, um, I, yeah, I don't know why they did this. I don't know if they've got something else planned for Star Wars or or what, but uh, it, 
fans are definitely salty, man. <laughs> they don't take oh. they don't take it easy on Hasbro. That's for damn sure. Exactly. And I mean, part of me is like I've never had any major issues with this company that I haven't contacted them with and they haven't taken care of. And the other part of me is like, this is a billion dollar company. We're the people who've made it a billion dollar company. And I'm not saying like each individual. I mean, this also goes across all ages, all people from walks of life. Like, I mean, they do so much, but at the same time, it's like, uh, like, is there some special like Star Wars announcement you're making down the road and you're going to have exclusive stuff there? Because even though it hasn't been announced, we all know that May 4th is generally like, you know, big Star Wars day. Everybody gets excited. Sometimes we get little nods. This year we're getting, you know, the Bad Batch first episode, which is going to carry over. So, I mean, I'm thinking maybe there's got to be something down the road, but there's no major Star Wars convictions going until next year that I know of. So it is weird, and it's just kind of like, uh, yeah, I'm probably not touching that premium membership right now. Right, yeah. Unless there was just something that, like, knocked my socks off on those other brands. It's, yeah, I'm here for the Star Wars exclusives, first and foremost. So, um that bums me out, man, because I was really on board with the Pulse Premium membership from the get-go. Obviously, it was free, so that's one reason why I'm on board. Um, but two, like, when it was first, like, touted around, it was, you know, you're going to have early access to exclusives. You're going to have early access to all of our drops. You're going to um, be able to sign up for subscription services. You know, there was a point in time when this, when Pulse Premium membership was starting that they were like, you want all the Star Wars figures? Sign up for our subscription, and we will literally send you every single one and just credit mm-hmm. your debit card or, you know, debit uh, – take money from you. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, so uh, it, it makes me a little salty, man. So, uh, you know, we'll we'll see. And I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. I thought about ordering something to get the free membership when that happened, and then I thought it was really cool to send it out throughout last year with everything that was going on. But – I've kind of seen and kind of had the feelings that, like, they were probably going to be, like, the last of shit. You were going to get that before it hit Walmart and Targets. And then all of a sudden it turned around Targets, everything first. But, you know, so I kind of stick to other uh, retailers online. And there's been a few things I've ordered from Hasbro just directly. But, like I said, you still get their excellent customer service as long as you have proof of purchase. So I've I've been fine ordering from other places. Yeah, I'm right there with you, man. Like, I, I thought, like, you would think Hasbro would give it to you first, but there's got to be some kind of contractual obligations that, but you know, it has to hit the shelf first or something. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I don't really know, but it is annoying <laughs> yeah. to say the and, least. Yeah, and I'm not one of those people, like, I've got to have this first. I'm out every day. I'm going to be at Walmart when they open. I'm not one of those people, but it also is nice to kind of have something, you know, about the middle of the pack, you don't want to be the person that's sitting there like, everybody got this two months ago. I'm still waiting for mine to just hit the mailbox. What's going on? Yeah, you'd be like the Spawn Kickstarter uh, <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> Kickstarter man. backers. Yeah, sorry, Gil. Um, so is Gil still waiting on his? Oh, he's still waiting on his, man. I'm sure you'll hear all about it on this week's episode of the Geek Out Show. Oh, I've seen several <laughs> yeah, unhappy tweets and Post on Facebook or Facebook and Instagram this week and play. Oh, somebody's not happy. People are salty, man. Yeah, rightfully so. Uh, another thing, like, you know, w- did you back the sale barge? Actually, I had kind of committed, like, just doing Marvel Legends right now. I love Star Wars, but I'm not going to get into that. I'm, you know, 
So that was actually completed like right before I jumped into, you know, Star Wars collecting. So no, no, I wish I had. The thing is awesome. Yeah, for me, like it was, it's beautiful. I wanted to be a part of it. It's just I have no room in my collection for the for the sail barge. As cool as it is, I just didn't have room in my collection. Something I made room in my collection for was the Razor Crest. Now, mm-hmm. with that being said, we have gotten zero updates about the Razor Crest. I feel like with the sail barge, it was every other week they were getting people were getting updates. They were getting these books. They were getting. You know, behind the scenes pictures, we have gotten nothing for the Razor Crest. So I just wanted to just throw that out there. You know, Hasbro, if you're listening, what's going on with the Razor Crest? Exactly. It's, it seems like, um, that's just kind of how it goes. Like some things they're on top of, and then other things it's kind of like, eh, we'll see. Um, I obviously, I didn't, uh, back the Sentinel either, but I've got a friend of mine that's just kind of like, well, I haven't heard anything. They just hit my uh, credit card and, I'm waiting. Yeah. So it seems we'll like see it's kind of gone that way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, it's, it's weird, man. And I feel like it's, I feel like obviously the, you know, the Star Wars team has to be involved with that to an extent, but at the same time, with that being its own kind of thing, with it being crowdfunded, I'm assuming that's got to have its own team that just kind of works with the other teams and they're focused in on that one. So it's almost feel like you can't just give that straight to the, you know, the Star Wars team as a mistake, even though it's like, you did this here, what are we doing here? Yeah, and we were supposed to get every figure that has associated with the Razor Crest, and I think right now we have two with maybe like three down the pipe. Yeah. So, hard to say, so I just, I want to know something about it sooner than later, that's for darn sure. Especially if you've already taken money from, you know, they've already pulled that money from your, uh, your bank account, you're waiting, and it's just like, okay, sooner than later. Yeah, yeah. at least Todd was updating everybody all the time about everything. Yeah. Uh, you may not get your figure, but <laughs> you've been updated. You might not like the updates either. Yeah, but. yeah. you're getting <laughs> um, Yeah. Let's jump in. You know, you were talking about May 4th has kind of been like the, I think it's now the official Star Wars Day, where in the past it was just kind of a play on words. Um mm-hmm. We finally got the release date for the Bad Batch. So I, you know, again, I haven't watched a lot of the animation. I intend to. I will 100% be watching the Bad Batch. Um, so May 4th, you stoked for this? Absolutely. Um, watching the Clone Wars, one of the early favorite characters in mine was 99, who the Bad Batch is kind of named after because he was like the, the original Miss, mistake in the cloning process. He looked aged and was kind of frail, but he had so much heart and he was there to back his fellow clones that, like, I mean, it was actually impactful when you see what happens to him. And, I mean, I hate to ruin or, you know, do a spoiler here on a show that, you know, came out years ago, but he dies in Attack on Kamino. Spoiler. Sorry. No, please. Yeah. Well, this, this is a- I mean, it, I know you haven't seen all of it, but, you know, I'm sorry on that one, but, you know, it was a while ago. And yeah, no, I'm, I'm up to date with the canon. I just haven't sat down and literally watched everything. I, you know, I read more than I watch. That's for that's for sure. Oh, absolutely. And um, so, with them already being inspired or taking that name from there, um, you know, one thing that kind of threw me for a loop. I'm sitting there watching the trailer, and it kind of feels like maybe this is going to be like season two of the Mandalorian trailer where we're going to get that trailer is just like the first two episodes, first two, three episodes. 
then we're going to go off. Like, I'm very interested in seeing what, because, I mean, are they going to kind of be like incognito working to underline the empire from inside, or are they going to get outed, kind of be like a, a, a team situation where they're on the run and doing things under the radar to mess with the empire? I'm interested. Like, yeah, I'm curious where they're going to go with that direction, too. Um, you know, like you said, it's either going to be one or the other. Now, I, I do have a, a theory that is a working theory, but I've thrown it out there a few times. I think the Bad Batch, because this takes place immediately after Order 66, right? That's the only thing we really know about it. Mm-hmm. And I think the part of the trailer is like after Order 66, I mean, the Emperor is right there, you know, congratulating them, telling them the mission. They're cheering away. Right. So I think that I think they are going to be the ones to rescue Grogu and put him uh, put him wherever he's hidden. That, that's my work in theory at the moment. I like it. Hey, you know, we've got a brand new face of Star Wars, and if they want to, you know, put him here, put him there, I'm down with it. Uh, I'm pretty sure we're getting Finnick if the helmet is something to be believed and something that they're going to kind of keep with her. So, I mean, more Finnick. Hey, let's do it. Yeah, I really like Fennec's character, too, so I'm stoked on that. Um, so in addition to some new stuff, we'll be getting some older stuff that added Disney Plus before this. Um, so, you know, during the Disney investor meeting, uh, one thing they did say, which I'm here for, they did say Kathleen, they're very happy with Kathleen Kennedy and uh, what she's done for Star Wars and plan on working with her for a long time. So I don't know if you know anything about this, Heath. There was actually like a – it was almost like a staged coup of this Disney investors call where they – a bunch of callers basically wanted to get them to admit that they're about to fire Kathleen Kennedy, and they did the exact same op- – they did the exact opposite. Um, it always blows my mind when people want to get rid of Kathleen Kennedy. She's been associated with – Almost all of your favorite franchises, you know, and uh, the two best filmmakers of of the Western world. Yeah, I mean, I don't get it. Um, you know, sometimes it feels like these things just get like a little bit of traction on the internet, and it's just all of a sudden it it's just how it is. Um, you know, do, do I think she's making the right decisions in every aspect of things? No, nobody's perfect. Are we going to be happy with everything? No, not everything is made for everyone. Different strokes. But to say that, like, Star Wars has been destroyed on any, you know, level, no. We're probably, as far as I can remember, the highest Star Wars ever been in my lifetime. Like, the prequels didn't get this much love that Star Wars is in right now. No. Nope. Sequels didn't get this. I mean, The Mandalorian, the animated series coming back, Disney Plus, and the work that they're doing there is some of the best Star Wars we've got. You've said it. I think most people are willing to acknowledge that. And she's been a part of that. Yeah, so like, like it or hate it, she's here to stay. So yeah. I say bring it on, you know, especially with the, the freedom she's been giving, like, Filoni and, and Favreau. Absolutely. I mean, so some some stuff that's going to be coming to Disney Plus. Uh, some of the older stuff. Now, Heath, were you a fan of Ewoks the the show? No, no. Okay. I'm not. 
<laughs> so you are going to get some of the weirder parts of Star Wars, um, which are not considered canon anymore. It's the two Ewok movies, Caravan of Courage and Battle for Endor, I believe is the second one. It's been a long time. Go ahead. Is that the one with the two children uh, that are trying to find their parents? Yep, that's Caravan of Courage. I mean, I didn't hate it as a kid, but it's not like, you know, something I hold deep, you know, deep love. When I was a little kid, I really – do you remember the character Teak, that little, like, white rabbit thing that, like, ran really fast? Yes. I, for whatever reason, I always loved that character. Uh, I'm not an Ewoks fan by any stretch of the imagination, but I always loved that character. Um, so you're going to be getting these on Disney Plus come April 2nd. Now, okay. it, they're probably goofy enough to watch. You know, you got a little one just like me. Uh, you're a family yeah. man, so it might be something fun just to watch on a, a regular afternoon. Absolutely. It's goofy. Hey, I'm going to give everything and, a shot. Yeah. Yeah, it's trust me, it's not it didn't win awards for a reason, that's for sure. Um so in association with that, you're also gonna get the original Ewoks cartoon. Now I know this one is held very dear to a lot of people. To me, I don't really care for it. I'll probably watch it though. Yeah. I'll give it a shot. Like I said, I mean, there's been things I've been watching with my kid that I would never watch regardless and I mean I'll I'll we'll get him, we'll make it a family movie night. Why not? Absolutely. I mean, I've watched so many episodes of Bluey, it's not even funny. Bluey! <laughs> so I, We were there. We were there. Yeah. Yeah, yours is a little older than mine, so I know you're, you're moving forward with those things. <laughs> um, so, the holiday special, uh, never to be seen by the light of day ever again, will kind of be making its way to Disney Plus in the form of the Boba Fett cartoon. Mm-hmm. Which, um, probably if the I best remember, part. Well, I would say, I mean, I've never seen it, but from my understanding, that's kind of where the original Boba Fett love came from because he was the best part of it. Right. Now, I don't think they will ever air the holiday special. Um, I think the, the physical copies of that, yeah, it's on YouTube. If you want to watch it, go to YouTube, look in Star Wars holiday special. Um, be in the right state of mind, man, because it's a trip. <laughs> uh, but, I think that they're going to pull some things like this cartoon from it. Obviously, that's what they're doing. Um, but I'm here for it, man. I, I'd like to watch that, so uh, bring it on. Yeah, absolutely. I've watched the uh, Star Wars Lego special. Uh, oh, hey, so we, man. Yeah, my, my daughter <laughs> actually really likes that one. Yeah, my son really likes the Lego shows because, um, I mean, he's five – and, I mean, he's he's interested in so many things, and I can't tell you how many hours I've spent in the last couple of years just on the floor making Legos, different oh, sets, putting things together, creative play. We're doing it. I was going to say, you guys are, are probably a big-time Lego right now. I don't think I've ever met a five-year-old who isn't super into Lego. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> or not many 35- to 40-year-olds who are super into Lego as well. <laughs> well, I'm not going to lie. Last year they put out those um, – Little um, Lego sets of the helmets with the Tie Fighter Boba and the original oh, yeah, Stormtrooper. Cool. Yeah, I've got them. I, I put them together. They're fun. Like I'm oh, hoping to get a Vader. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, they're just sitting off here to the side. I don't have any other Lego stuff really with them. But I mean, the rangefinder on Boba works. I've been knocked that over right now. I like nice. it, and it just broke off. <laughs> <laughs> Good thing about Legos, you can put it back together. Uh, yeah. How many pieces are those? 
Uh, I don't remember the t- off the top of my head. I mean, it's several smaller pieces. Probably each one took me about an hour, hour and a half. And of course, I had my son helping me with it, so you know that probably oh, slowed yeah. down the process. But he probably yeah. loved it. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. He still comes in here and just plays with the rangefinder on Boba. <laughs> Might be why it just fell off so fast. Yeah, he probably just patched it together. So the last little bit of stuff that we're getting on April 2nd is going to be what we were talking about in the beginning, um, which is no longer canon anymore, but that's going to be the Gennady Tartavosky, uh Clone Wars. You're going to get the first one and the second one. Now, did you ever watch these when they first aired? I think this was like 2006, maybe? I want to say that I've seen like part of one, um, you know, 2005, six, that was senior year. You know, we were out playing music. Things were different. Yeah. Football. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't making time for cartoons. So I, I have missed this one. So I'm actually very interested in seeing this come in. I know that, um, there's a lot of love for the designs on some of these. So yeah, I'm interested. I don't now, know anything about it though. Have you watched any of, uh, Gennady Tartavosky's stuff before? To the, for the life of me, I can't think of it. The name doesn't sound familiar. It's a very distinguished name, so you'd think it would, but it does not sound familiar. So there's a couple of things that, it, you know, like Samurai Jack. That was like his big his big oh, thing. No, love it. Okay. So that was like his big thing. Um, he did a couple of other little series. Uh, one that I started watching last year was Primal. If you have HBO Max, it's actually on there right now. Primal is about um, – like a caveman and a T-Rex called Spear and Fang. There's no dialogue in this. It's all just grunts and yells and, and sound effects. Um, and basically they just go through like a prehistoric land and just, you know. Hey, that sounds interesting. I'll yeah. definitely like, I've got HBO Max. I'll check it out. It's, it's pretty wild, man. I became a pretty, a pretty big fan of it. And it's in that, in that Tartavosky art style. So back to the Star Wars stuff. That is some of the coolest Star Wars storytelling. Um, you know, we talked about Dirge earlier. Dirge is a big part of this. Um, you know, it, it shows some of his abilities. I wonder if they'll take a lot of that, you know, because he does have regenerative abilities. He gets like his arm cut off and like a big tentacle comes out afterwards. Um, oh, nice. but man, I, I really, I really like that stuff. So I'm, uh, I'm excited for that to be making its way finally. Now this is going to be considered legends. I think they're going to specifically call it legends. The same with the Ewok stuff. But uh, glad we're getting it officially, nonetheless. Hey, there's a lot of cool things in Legends. We'll take it. There is. And the fact that they didn't canonize it, I think, is only for the best. Because they're going to be able to pick and choose the stuff they really like out of it. Um, Mm -hmm. I mean, they're already pulling something into canon from it. Uh, We're seeing in the comics. That's what we were talking about. Yeah, absolutely. They've slowly been doing that more and more so. Um now let's you want to talk a little bit of rumors, a little live action rumors. I'm not a big rumor guy, but I think this one warrants enough. Absolutely, let's let's knock it out. So, uh, Mina Masoud, and I'm probably butchering his name. If you've seen Disney's live action Aladdin, you know who I'm talking about. Um, mm-hmm. That's like that's probably his biggest role. Um, he kind of you know he put out a little black and white picture of himself. You know, kind of dolled up with a with a caption, and the caption was, um, "Hey, just so you know, when I escape, I won't hurt any of you." Now, if you're a big Star Wars fan like like a lot of us, you know that's an Ezra Bridger quote, uh, specifically. I think it's episode two. I'm sorry, season two, episode like 
I don't know, let's say 20 something. Uh, when, when we edit this, I'll figure that part out. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, and it's a very weird Ezra quote. It's not one that you'd be like, Oh, duh, that's an Ezra Bridger quote. It's pretty obscure. So to me, it just shows that he's watching a lot of this. And a lot of people are saying it's in preparation of becoming uh, Ezra Miller in the Ahsoka live action series. You got any thoughts on that, Heath? I mean, like I said, it's rumors. I, you know, until anything's in, you know just hardcore now, it is just rumors. But I've seen him, and if you do side by side comparisons, I can definitely see it. He like has a good enough absolutely. Like but Clone Wars and Rebels are so, so stylized; it doesn't mean anything. I mean. We all know about Ahsoka and how they, you know, changed her look up for live action. So, I mean, I'm down. As long as we get those actors that, you know, have that love, I'm, I'm cool with it. I mean, and if it's something that he's watching, he's interested in, and, you know, the people at Star Wars, definitely, you know, Filoni feels like that he's going to embody that character because, you know, Filoni is a good gauge on that stuff. And I think Absolutely. that we've already, you know, where, you know, with Ahsoka, I don't think in my wildest dreams I would have thought Rosario Dawson, but you see it. It's perfect. It works. She embodies that character. So, I mean, I trust the Star Wars team. I'm, you know, I don't feel like anybody's doing wrong right now. I think that they can really just keep going up and up. Like, I mean, I'll complain if I hear if I see something I don't like, but I'm good. He looks I- spot on. Absolutely, man. I'm a fan of all things Star Wars, and until I find something I'm not a fan of, I'm going to continue to consume it all. So I'm here for it, man. I think that was a, you know, and that could be him trolling. Um, One thing I thought was was interesting, I was reading an interview with him where basically after Aladdin, he has not got a single audition. I mean, not not a part, an audition. He hasn't gotten a single audition since Aladdin. Uh, I've seen Aladdin. I don't know if you have. It's okay. It's a good movie. You know, it's not obviously the original cartoon, but it's good. Yeah. That's really weird because, I mean, where I haven't seen it, I know that I've talked to several people. They liked it. So, and I mean, he's, you know, I don't want this to come across weird. He's definitely a pretty boy who, you know, he. I find it hard to think he's not getting work. So that's actually really odd. Absolutely. Yeah. And I don't know if it has to do with, you know, obviously the state of the world with the pandemic and stuff. A lot of things just kind of shut down production. Um, but just the fact that he didn't even get an audition for anything really blows my mind. So I hope you give him a chance here. Um, I think he, he'd probably nail it. Aladdin and Ezra are basically the same character, in my opinion. <laughs> you Actually, know? when you say it, yeah, they really are. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's pretty interesting, man. So, um, Heath, I think that's all we got for the news this week, man. Unless there's anything else you want to touch on, man. Um, actually, there was something that came up that I did want to touch on, and I should probably uh, shoehorn this in when we're talking about Legos. But uh, I'm pretty sure Lego has announced that at the end of this year they are done with production on that uh, Razor Crest. So, if anybody's a fan and have been putting that thing off, I want to jump on it before that secondary market price jumps up. I saw, yeah, I did hear about that. I want, did they say why? Is it because the Razor Crest is no more? Or is it because it comes with a Gina Carano figure? <laughs> I think it's probably a little bit of a lot of things, but I think Lego actually fell into some legal trouble across seas. I think that the Razor Crest was already being uh, trademarked elsewhere. So I think that they're just trying to, you know, the ship's out of the show and we're not going to worry about having to redo stuff over here. We're just going to be done with it, if my understanding is correct. I think and, that there was something in Germany. 
And lay okay, I think I did remember reading something like that where someone already had the the razor crest. Uh, basically, they're paying royalties on that. Exactly. Um, yeah, that's interesting. And Lego, you know, probably is better than I do, but Lego secondary market is out of this world. Yes. So, uh, yeah, thanks for that, man. Cause I'll, I'll probably be picking up a couple sets just to keep on ice for a couple of years. Yeah. I don't blame you. I've got one in the cart right now. Yeah. So I'm going to, is this still like 150 bucks? They're probably not easing up on that price. No, they're not. I think it's, yeah, it's 150, 155. Oof. I mean, that is steep, but for a Lego set, it's really not all that bad. It's probably it's a big set. Lego set, yeah. Yeah. No, cool, man. I'm glad you brought that up. Well, Heath, man, I'm glad you could join me. I, I've really enjoyed this episode, man. I think the formatting is great. I think, I think we're on to something here, and uh, hopefully you'll, you'll be back for many more episodes to come, man. Sounds great, man. Just keep me in the loop, and uh, I've enjoyed it. Absolutely. So, um, Guys, make sure you listen, subscribe on all of your podcast platforms. Uh, give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts if you like us. And if you don't like us, go listen to something else. Uh, on Spotify, make sure you subscribe. All those numbers help just getting us, getting our reach out there. Gil's working really hard on getting the Geek Out Show network to, to do all these shows. And he's killing it, man. So hats off to him. So, um you know, you can uh, make sure hit up our T Public store. I think right now everything's 35% off. I will say the Canon Cantina logo has been taken down for the third time um, due to some uh, copyright issues. I, I was able actually to grab a couple of hoodies recently, though. So uh, I will say order a size up in hoodies on anything okay. T Public. <laughs> so uh, make sure you go out there. We got all the cool stuff. Uh, the KGU Captain Cold Pizza. We've got Major's Reactions on there. Black Hole Comics. I think Comic and Figure Addicts are on there. And obviously the Geek Out Show logos are all on there. Carl's Coffee Bean. There's tons of stuff to get. Pick something up if you want. If you don't, whatever. All the little bit just helps Gil put the, put the network together. Um, that's all I got, man. Heath, where can we find you at, man? Uh, easiest place to find me on Instagram, ordering toys, just spelt out the way it sounds. And, uh, if you want to hit me up, I'm always willing to talk. Absolutely, man. You guys know I'm every week on the Geek Out show. Uh, I'll be popping into shows here and there throughout the weekend. I think we're doing a Snyder Cut review tonight or tomorrow. Have you watched that yet? Have you put in the four hours to watch it? I, I'm planning on doing it. I just haven't. Uh, I'm yeah. probably going to break it down a little bit by a little bit. I mean, I'm super interested in it, but it's four hours. That's hard. Yeah. It's hard to get four hours out of a weekend, especially with a little, a little kid. And I'm in, man, like I said, I, I have started and I'm like two hours into it. So anyway, every week on the Geek Out Show, catch me at JRU Toys on Instagram. Shout out to the Hive Comics in Odessa, Texas. Shout out to Comic and Figure Addicts. Get all your hot toys. Uh, pre-order needs. I think I just saw him put up the new Boba Fett set. So I will probably be making my way over there to pick up Boba Fett. Um, until next time, this is the way.